Last time on the Empire's Edge. All right, I take our sticky keg and let's go for an adventure. There's multiple splits in uh, the tunnelway just ahead. I don't trust anything that looks this magically good. So it's the ribcage of someone like 120 feet tall. I, th- I think we should go to the head. See if there's anything over there. What are the what's the stone stairs made out of? Uh, you recognize it right off as being black tourmaline. Wasn't that what the black stairs were made out of? You do recognize that the sigils that are in there are the arcana to cast a teleport spell. So that's where the black stair goes. As you're scanning just back up the stairs from the bottom heading toward the top, it reads, Welcome, traveler. Bow your head. Approach. Marvel in sanctity of Vartan Graham. So, Boris, make a religion check. I guess anyone can make a religion check. Uh, I, th- yes, Boris, I always figure Boris being the religion type. Most specific-like. I rolled a good number. Oh, yeah? I'm looking for religion, though. I'm not used to finding it on this page. 19. Nice. 12. It's my 18. <laughs> Again, um, tell us tell about, us about re- church religion, farm boy. Farm boy. Well, it's actually like this. The, the DC on this, it is a myth that you have all heard. Oh. Because the DC was actually 12. So oh, Zellin just caught it. And it is a story, again, it's not only part of the, the Church of Uko. Uh, you're not sure who it's attributed to or ascribed to, but you have suspected, Boris, that it could be part of the rudiments of your faith because of what it contains. That in this, it talks about the original tree that gave life to the seven Adlai trees, and each one was guarded by a colossal giant. And those seven names were Vitan. Ultine, Laztine, Odtine, Illatine, Rontine, and Vartine. And that's the name that's on this. It said Vartine Grav. So I want to go back up to the top now, and I want to really examine the ground. Is this actually well, petrified? You were, you were detecting magic at the altar, weren't you? Yeah, I want to check oh, that's the why altar we turned around. Yeah. I want to do all sorts of things. So, <laughs> I want yeah, it all! I want, to, I want to detect magic at the altar. There is no magic on the altar. And none of the little things that are up there are magic, that magically is inclined? That is correct. Um, so then I want to scrape away and tr- I want to know if underneath whatever is on this is actually petrified tree. Remember when you had your your knighting yeah. and it turned out you were on standing on... Pe- on a chunk of... Right. Adlai, are we, yeah. Could we actually be inside or are part of a fallen Adlai and that's why this That'd giant is in intense. here? So... You're doing nature checks, I would think, to look at the stuff to see if it fits anything. No, I actually am not. Okay. I'm doing <laughs> I'm doing either perception or survival checks. How how do you how do you figure? <laughs> yeah. Because they're much higher. Okay, so go ahead and do a nature check. <laughs> I'll I'll do a nature too with all the uh, the probing that she's she's done. Uh, yeah, what fifteen. Twenty three. Uh Twenty-one, which I'm actually feeling quite good about because that's a, that's a net nineteen. Yeah. You should. So as as you're talking about this and Zellen, you're very excited, saying, "Could it be we're in part of an ad layer, right? you know, near the, the the base of one or the root ball of one or something?" That as you're examining the stone and everything around here, it doesn't fit that same texturing of where that tree had fallen, where you believe that stone was like actually part of the bark of a fallen petrified Adlai, where Boris was knighted way way back in. Um, uh, Weldon? No. Warland. 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 So oh. <laughs> way, way back in Warland. Wow. So, okay, wait a minute. Let me just think this through. So you don't think you're inside the nave of so an Adlai? Yeah, but then this giant was assigned to protect the Adlai. Well, protect a tree. Protect a Not tree. Not necessarily an Adlai. Well, I thought the the The, the myth, myth is that, that it's one of like the seven original trees that gave birth to all the other Adlai trees. Right. So it was a. There's something so, bigger than so the, an Adlai? N- in myth, older at least. This was oh, a, man. this being was assigned to protect one of the original Adelaides. It would appear that he was killed. Now, that, because he had that. It looked. It looked to me like somebody stabbed him in the heart. Well, now what I'm wondering though is, are we in the part that got teleported, or is the part that's back by Grian the part that got teleported? What? So we know. So it, the black it's, stair it's a portal. Yeah, so, so you would figure, Jacob, it's that a, it's a doorway. You, back what? when, back when the stairs, back where uh, you guys actually had battled, um, who's that? Olaf Lindquist. That when you had fought battled. him, 
<laughs> you know, when you killed him, yeah. that at the top of that stair, that was inside a building. You can imagine at this point that there would have been an archway with probably a black tourmaline slab through it. And when it was functional and working, you could walk from that place up these stairs to this place and then presumably walk back through it. It's, wow. it's stairs made out of the same stone but it was actually that place was a portal leading to this place. Gotcha. I want to go examine the giant's arms and leg bones. I want to see if I can tell if potentially he was tied up when he died. Um, his arms are at his side, so no. Okay. okay. Yeah. So that and that would have taken a little bit of time if you guys want to do something else just to find where they are among right. the, the rocks yeah. and the stones and all the ferns and things. Okay, that let's outside here. have a serious discussion. Though this is probably going to have to become our base camp. Yeah. If, we're, if we're staying here for a while, it definitely feels like the safest spot. Well, we might be here permanently, is my point. Nowhere. I don't like that, I, that mindset. Well, <laughs> I refuse. Okay. This is our home away from home. Away from home. I wonder if we can figure out how to make the transporter thing work again. Okay, that would probably take quite some time, assuming any of us are capable of casting teleport. Um well, we can start growing a coniferous tree and seeing if I can find a film <laughs> big enough that I can zoom um, to teleport But my it. point is we're going to have to be here a while. Where? What part did you say was sanctified? Inside the bones, right? The altar. Yeah, around the altar. Around the altar. So if we have to make this home base, if we could make home base as close to the sanctified part as possible, that seems like the safest the place. The rib cage makes the most sense because it's already you know reasonably shelter-like. We just need to start... You know, actually defining a structure a little more completely. Yeah, the big open but, spot would be down like toward the abdomen of the ridge. Sure. Um, that we need to, you know, verify source of water, that it isn't just like a temporary thing. Food sources, potential, um, you know, both plant and animal food sources. Uh, flammable supplies, if things can be cultivated proper, because we don't have a way out yet. There's, yeah, I, uh, there's I, other points of ingress and egress in this cavern. I understand prepping for longevity, but it still it feels like we're giving up the goat. If we're if we're gonna put th that much work into this, I feel like we haven't even explored past this area to know if like right, we could live we here need, for months only to find we, out like oh we if need, we'd only gone a hundred feet further that way, we would have found the door out of here. Yeah, but we need supplies first. D do we? We're hundreds of feet underground. Uh, potentially that you have enough rations to last you what like. Four more days? Yeah. Yeah. Well, why like don't I cast um, plant growth and I'll have the plants grow around more thickly around the rib cage so we can make it kind of like tent-like kind of, you know? It's definitely a start. Um, but I, I do think we're going to be here a, a while. We need to prep like we're going to be here a while. You're welcome to go scouting and you start seeing if tunnels was like, oh, yeah. This one's just a straight shot up to the surface. We just need to like climb up a chimney a bit. Yeah. Or it's all of these are going down, some just into a ravine. Do you have anything that you can send to scout for you? Uh, I can cast primeval, um, not primeval, uh, bestial spirit. I can summon um, things that can fly. Can they communicate? Uh, that is a fantastic question. It's friendly to you and your companions uh, in combat, shares your initiative. Blah, blah, blah. Looks like no. They can't communicate? No, it, it, it obeys my command. It obeys verbal commands that you issue. Uh, if you don't issue any commands, it just it takes no action otherwise. Okay, well, I tell... So, okay, so I will... I'll cast plant growth to... In order to form um, a more completely encased space ar around this um, rib cage, part of this rib cage. So we have like a room we can go into protect us from the rain that never happens here um but at least we can it can make a space that we can't feel like yeah. things can come at us from any direction while we're sleeping kind of thing okay I, I, and once you do the um the the plant growth how long does that last or is it a um um let's see like, like a permanent spell thing. channels vitality into plants um Oops. granting either immediate or long-term benefits okay if i cast the spell over eight hours i enrich the land um, all plants in a half mile radius centered on a point within range become enriched for a year. Wow. Um, What's the duration? Instantaneous. So yeah, it's it's permanent. It yeah. can't even be dispelled. Nate, that's yeah, um, really cool. 
Well, okay. and you would like note right off, Jacob, as you're looking at all the life that was in this place, uh, and I probably should have uh, you know made a mention of this before, that there was way too much life stuff underground right here. There's way too much living stuff, organisms uh, in a cave like this. You wouldn't think there's enough to support it unless that was actually a fleshy being and all of the flesh from, that used to be part of that that giant, that 100 Oh, they've just picked tall, it clean? Right, over eons, well, decayed into soil. Yeah, True. That, uh, over eons. And uh, the, the protein of these living things and stuff that was on his person uh, are what, you know, initiated this life, this biome. I know we vaguely touched on it before, but I don't remember what the outcome was of the conversation. What kind of tree does her staff turn into if she were to plant it? I... I thought she could... Did you see it with a birch? Did you just pick that? I'm not recalling. I don't know. Hold on. Let me I'm wondering. It, it, it just says tree. Yeah, you like probably if, made a note. If she can make a tree that's large enough for me to step into, I could absolutely get out of here and get some help. Assuming... Yeah, you know, because I can, I can travel miles. So if we're only... We're half a mile underground, I could definitely get back to the surface. Uh, okay, that's an interesting idea. Let me see what my staff of the woodland does. Uh, you choose to... Oh, that's a wall. Hold on. <laughs> I can't step into walls. <laughs> Not nearly as effectively, though. Hold, hold, please. I uh, step at the wall. Staff the woodlands. Um, ten charges. You're looking at the last paragraph. You should look at the last paragraph. Uh, you can use an action to plant one end of the staff in fertile earth and expend one charge to transform the staff into a healthy tree. The tree is 60 feet tall, has a five-foot diameter trunk, mm, branches huge. straight out 20-foot radius. Appears ordinary, radiates a faint aura of transmutation magic, will match Boris's eyes. I like it. <laughs> um, touching the tree and using another action to speak, it's, you return the staff to its normal form. Any creature in the tree falls when it reverts to a staff. You know, I'm trying to recall, because we had this conversation before, I think I had said you could pick the, the kind of tree you wanted it to be. I, I have a vague memory of saying something like that. Yeah, just, I don't think, so we've, many used, episodes I don't think we've used this ability yet. Yeah, so I don't remember. Yeah. We haven't done much from the... Uh, Staff of the Woodland. I think it's mostly been Pass Without Trace and Wall of yeah. Thorns. Yeah. I'm wondering, like, do you pick it once or does you do pick it when you can, when you create the tree? I don't know. It doesn't say. It just says the tree. The text just says tree, yeah. Oh. Yeah. I, I would mean, think it, that you could just choose a tree, any, any, any tree kind you, of tree any I tree want. We can right. at least try. Yeah. I mean, All right. So I need I, it to be carnivorous, I think. Yeah, coniferous. Yeah, coniferous, not carnivorous. Yeah, yeah, whatever <laughs> I said, but not that. I I am planting my staff and creating a tree. Okay, yeah. tree is yeah. there. Uh, I'll use my armor and, and step into it. What happens? So it yeah, so first I guess it, it places like the ferns and things that are right there. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to imagine the shock that we to suddenly see this thing underground like this. Um, <laughs> the wildlife is absolutely terrified of us already. Okay, so let me just consider what's here and roll a percentage. Hang on. Uh, where's that one? There we go. All right, so Jacob, as you are like using that that armor to step into it, you find yourself able to step into the tree, but you're it's as though you're shielded. That there's something about this in this location, or this something involving the way that it's planted in this this stone that's right here. Not a true tree. Yeah, and the, the, the fact that maybe it's not just, the, that it isn't that, that living tree, that things are conspiring against you, that though you could step into it, you, you're finding yourself unable to locate where other trees are around you. Yeah, Matt. I wanted that to work. All right, uh, can I... Do I feel like I can step back out? Uh, yes, you I do. hope so. Yes, you do. <laughs> that would have sucked. Yeah, Congrats. You are now fused to the staff. <laughs> you get to play a like, cave cricket. Yeah, while I'm in there, Zellan just goes, this would be funny, and just releases the tree. That's <laughs> right. a back of the yeah. staff. Squeak. Yeah, I, I step back out, and I share my, my unfortunate findings with the party. All right. So how about if I call some sprites, um, I can call eight of them. We can send them in different directions and have them explore, um, have them turn themselves invisible. So whatever is out there and then they can. Is invisibility one of the things they can cast? Uh -huh. oh, nice. and, and they can also turn themselves into something. What has the best vision for down here? Like bats, like you turn Jast into. Uh, that, if I cast pixies. Oh, what did you say? Uh, sprites. Oh. Um, no, I, I figured you meant pixies. I, I mean, I'm done for sodas. Right? <laughs> Can Anybody I get a Sprite Cranberry? Um, yeah, right. Uh, we've got whatever's in Cave Fishers. Oh, this is oh true. there we go. Sprite mm. Cranberry. All right, now, now we need to stop for a drink. Um, okay, so, or, or yes, or I could certainly cast um, the fairies instead. Uh, the sprites don't have dark vision, so... 
I hope pixies do. That's what, well, if not, they can at least polymorph into something that does. Mm, yeah. So if they cast polymorph and invisibility on themselves, they can just be invisible dire bats flying around until they find where they need to be. They look around at how much this place sucks to be down here. Uh, they form a circle and stab each other in the back. Oh, God. <laughs> and disappear themselves Actually, out of here. Actually, kind of a beautiful space. Morbid. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm not seeing dark vision on them either. So, yeah, they're probably shapeshiftifying themselves. Yeah. So, worth worth doing. Um, now, Yeah, well, because then at least we can explore eight directions at once. Yeah. So, aside from the opening that we came into and the one that leads to a dead end, are there any other ways out of this hole and like also we... aside from the fissures that just drop yeah so like doing a perimeter and like taking note of okay the surroundings. so that would probably so they're doing that or you're doing that too jacob because your your skill sets are way better than a bat a bat at its speed echolocating so. i know this is a purely audio medium but i really want to draw attention to the sheet of paper that was just put down on the table because that is beautiful <laughs> did, did you work this it's it's an excel spreadsheet that is just all of like these pixies like set out that she can keep track of which one has done what however many times a day yeah it's really really detailed it is fantastic I, I i absolutely adore that that is amazing you're welcome. Good job. <laughs> All right, yeah. Where were we? Sorry. <laughs> yeah, so, um, is Jacob doing these searches, or are you just communicating that to Zellin for the, the pixies? To I think if search? we can send them out of this area, if they can find some things, but I think I still want to get eyes on the entire surrounding, doing a hike around the whole perimeter of this cavern that we're in. Okay, so we'll say that they're happening simultaneously, uh, and we'll address Jacob's first. That as you're making your, your investigations, inquiries, uh, searching, uh, roll those as your... Um, uh, survival skill. Okay. Uh, all right. Not the best. How's a 15? Uh, yeah, that, that's still good for a number of things in here. So you you note as you're walking around the outside of this that, you know, around the perimeter, that again, it's a very un uneven space, but there must have been massive vines that grew on this at some point. And when they were dying, their shelf funguses grew up and those shell funguses maintain their integrity and they're still stuck to the walls all over the place, though themselves are dead. And the vines themselves have pretty much disintegrated, but you can see the tracks and trails where they used to be along the perimeter walls. But you do know that shell fungus can burn and there would be oh. just piles and piles of the stuff. So if you went out to an area of wall and started knocking the stuff down. You got a fuel uh, supply, that's good. And True, yeah. Yeah, so you know, just bundle them into your cape or something like that and bring them back, you could have enough to, to cook from and, you know, to do all that sort of stuff. So we'll just assume that you've brought back a, a batch of them. You guys could start a, a campfire if you'd wanted to. Yeah. I'm thinking about casting spider climb on myself so I can climb up some of these walls and see what's above us, see um, if there's any openings that we need to be concerned about. Any concerns about me doing that? Uh, I think so. No. So mm -hmm. uh, right. what's the duration? Like, was it crazy? Like hours? Like an hour? Or was it? Um, or minutes. Ten minutes, yeah. It is goes concentration school. up to one hour. Oh, nice. Okay, yeah. So long time with that. And so I've got my my pixies are out exploring all the uh, eight eight different areas. They've changed themselves into bats so that they can see um, and come back to describe to me what they have seen and what they have found. Um, and I've cast spider climb on myself so I can scurry up and down the walls and check out some other areas. Okay, good. So let's say that is everyone rendezvous? Well, it's going to be a couple of hours from right now. There's yeah, just I'm so much area to cover. Devoting my time to actually preparing where, you know, the base camp. Okay. You know, organizing supplies, um, leveling stuff out, clearing out ferns. Um, How do we find out if this water is pot portable, potable? Potable. Uh, if there's fish in it, is it? Oh. Good general. Is there fish in it? Okay. Yes, like, so, you can cast light on a stone, drop it in there. We can also find out just how deep it is, too. I, I did that by looking at it. Oh. Yeah, so... Because I'm really good at seeing in the dark now. Yeah. So here's stuff you guys found like out... six feet deep at the deepest. Yeah, through through that time, um, is that, uh, Jacob, you pass a number of different fissures that a person could just, like, step into uh, and just drop... But as you're you know, examining, you must have a torch with you, I'm assuming, yeah, right? yeah, as, yeah. You're, you're, as you're moving around. Even though it is still, again, like like starlight in this whole place. So, But like for an examination, that most of them you found just go down like 10, 12 feet, something like that. You know, air might still move there. 
uh, but you have passed a number of openings that are sometimes on the floor, sometimes on the walls uh, that go back, you know, 10, 12 feet and look like they keep going so that things could come from various directions. Uh, and you're making a note, a mental note as to where these things are, um, that by the end of the day, call it the rest of this day before you guys make camp, uh, that you have easily found um, four places where a person could worm themselves into a, a hole in a wall or a crack or something and, uh, and go in a direction. And who knows just how, how far that would go. Okay. And how many of your alarm things do you have? Uh, up to seven. Okay. And at a certain point, you come back around in the direction of the pool and um, you're on the, the far side of it coming around and you're way on the other side of where the, uh, the skeleton is, the, uh, the giant. Uh, and yeah, four acres, a little more, you think is a pretty good estimation of the total size of this thing. And it looks like it is replete with fish and you get close to them. They seem to be blind, uh, but they also, I mean, in any environment like this, most typically, there's uh, always a, you know, a lack of food supply. So you don't think they'd be that difficult to catch because they're they're not really guarded. They just yeah they hit on and bite anything. Uh, you've also found a couple of snake skins. You've gone around the whole area of it too. Uh, through some of these gaps, you found these different uh, fishes you could climb through or, or walk into. Uh, there's definitely air moving. Very very you know like, like a breeze in your face that's moving. But usually the ones that are doing that are the ones that are going further down. Uh, that you actually can't find anything that's going up. Okay. Um, and then at a certain point, you're probably like, okay, I'm, I'm feeling about done. Um, acres, you're, you're guessing this whole thing. Yeah. Like, uh, I think I mentioned like 40 acres, you know, we're, we're talking like 30 football fields. I mean, yeah. it's a, it's a huge, huge space Okay, well, uh, I'll, and all uneven, you know, all around it. I'll bring that information back. And for the most part, is it like, as I'm walking around the perimeter, it's just the ground leads directly to stone or there are points, points where like it looks like it just like a drop off or like it's careful about your footing. Otherwise, you might fall down into this crevice and slide down for who knows how it's long. It's very much like that, that uh, you have to watch your footing just the entire time. That if you started just running like point A to point B, just flat heading across it, uh, you'd probably break a leg, Boop. you know, fall up your waist or fall in <laughs> even deeper through some of these areas. Now, there's large stretches that are, you know, solid rock or it have this earth most of those are getting closer around to where the uh, the giant skeleton itself is, but it's all over the place pretty much. Okay, and I'll bring that information back and let everyone else know. I guess if um, if I'm uh, are your, your pixies have already head out, or maybe I can give them like directions, just saying like here's what I found. Like well, they're the good invisible. Pathways didn't you say? They're bats. Oh, they turned to bats, right? Um, or dose. Invisible bats. Um, and so they're, yeah, they're already exploring different areas. Okay. So you might have to be, even be aware of a bat flying around. Uh, and apart from the bats that, uh, that, that, that are these pixies, um, there's no other bats you've seen flying down in here that the, the largest thing you've probably seen has been the fish, uh, and the snake skin would imply that there's a, you know, not a huge, but just a, a very normal size snakes down here too. Okay. Uh, so when those things come back. Uh, Zellen in a couple of hours, all the uh, all the the pixies. Um, they do they all come back? Uh, they all come back. Yeah, okay, that's good. That uh, they've noted flying in various directions. That uh, they've seen easily six places that looks like you could get out of this uh, beyond the one massive way in that you guys came in through. Uh, but then there are so many little cracks and chasms that it'd be it'd be difficult to know if they have absolutely all of them because they're you're just like fissures on the floor. And they'd fly into some of these, you know, very, very cautiously, and they go in for five feet, 10 feet, 15 feet, and then just stop. Uh, there's no more to the actual fissure itself. So they're, they're sure there are numerous ways in and out, but they think the ones that actually carry air and a being could go through, it looks to be about a half dozen of them. Okay. So you climbing up on the walls, uh, you do note that the, um, the, the, the luminous material, some of it is some kind of a, a luminous lichen of some sort. And some of them are actually bugs that are up on the ceiling itself. And you go up, or you could go above uh, 200 feet. I mean, you're so far above as you're spider climbing. But it, it just is all natural cavern, just okay. natural rock. Okay. Uh, Boris, you have the camp all set. Yeah. So then once it's set and clear, uh, if there's loose stone, uh, it doesn't seem like it. But if there are things I can move that way, even like 
I'm considering going so far as small bones, trying to create like a barrier around the campsite, you know, starting to fortify it. Yeah, you have two options. One would be like uh, like all the phalanges um, that yeah. are fairly separated from each other. Uh, you could just take those from the feet and the hands mm-hmm. and start stacking those things up to make a wall. But a lot of these different outcroppings of rock that have had these ferns and things going into it, you know, generations of them for millennia potentially, mm-hmm. uh, they have stratified the rock and it's fractured along that. So you'll find an area where, you know, a rock that would be... Um, you know, like a like barrel size or cart size mm-hmm. that there's fractures on the top that you could lift off pieces that might be anywhere from like 50 to maybe even like, you know, a hundred pounds that you could move. It would take a lot of them, but would actually be... Yeah, I think I'm going to start on it with the stones. Yeah, they're very yeah, stratified. I don't think we so they, should they mess with the giants. Well. That seems wrong. I agree. If it's between me living and me not living, I'll mess with the bones. So he's already dead. He's not using them anymore. And you're putting this like from the, the, the floating ribs, the small ribs uh, across, building a wall up across would be like separating the rib cage from the rest of the abdomen. Is that the um, end where you're putting it? That does seem to be the better campsite, that the actual kind of sleeping area would be the rib cage, and you know, potentially food prep and storage. Okay. Um, then the area of, yeah... That the abdomen being kind of further prep, like smoking fish, making water containers out of snakes or lizards or whatever we can. Yeah. Um, and then while you're also making up the, the campsite, um, you could use the area of the altar like as a campfire site over there too, if you don't want to like you know, make it smoky and underneath the uh, in the rib cage. Well, um, I don't think we'd put the fire under the rib cage. Okay. Then over. <laughs> well, even we, then, we make the skull airtight and just turn that into a giant smoker. Um, There's a f- oh well. yeah, <laughs> you actually just you know, go in through uh, like the where the spinal column goes up into the skull. Yeah, right. And you have like this just this, this in room there. inside there, start rolling it around wherever you guys want to go. Exactly. Um, but you do note that I've on, heard worse ideas on top of the altar, Boris. Uh, that there are seven jars that uh, are uh, lidded with not tight sealing lids mm-hmm. uh, that are still intact. Um, it looks like a lot of the ceramic jars have succumbed and have broken up. Uh, these look like they were stone jars. Okay. Like somehow they actually formed the stone to make the jar that they yeah. wanted and they've survived. So right. doing what I can to divest them of any content without um, fouling our water supply mm-hmm. um, and then filling them with water. They won't be good for when we start exploring possible avenues out, but they'll be good for having water on hand here at the site. Yeah. So yeah, you're setting all those things up and you guys come back, you know, like... Three or four hours later, you report your information to each other, uh, and you're you're set here and have a decent camp. So the question is, how long do you guys want to uh, like reprovision? How much? How many fish do you want to catch? How long do you guys want to be want to be at this? I mean, does any information come back from the, the pixies in this first day, or anything about any sort of a? Uh, they found a total of uh, six points. They think are egress points that could do airflow. That they think, you know, from a tactical point of view, that things could come in from apart from the one you came in from. Yeah, I guess just picking picking away, knowing that if we're going to pick each of those uh, directions, seeing if we can't go maybe a day's travel down each of those, see what we find, or half a day and then half a day back if we find nothing, planning out to where we get enough food just to hold ourselves over for, you know, like maybe we get three days now, and then when okay. that time comes later, and rather than killing off all the food supply right now, we just like, like do it little by little. So yeah. maybe prep for like three days now. Kind of, and then mixing in our own rations with it, because yeah. I've got... Now, like four, or I was carrying 10 days, so I probably got like seven days. Yeah, that makes sense, yeah. So, so as you do have rations on your thing, yeah, knock off three days of it for the time you've been down here thus far. Uh, and that that's already been supplemented by, you would have been eating that uh, cave fisher because it's not going to like keep any right, longer. Yeah, that's, yeah, so sure. that's being et as well. I've ever been in a game before where rations were actually important. Yeah. So. <laughs> Food mattered. Well, it was, it's just, you handled that when you we were on the surface. Yeah, it's like no matter where you are, this is true. Yeah, it's like where do you get the pizza? I don't know. He's in his, <laughs> he's in his natural terrain. <laughs> it's marvelous. So um, three days go by. Then uh, there are no encounters that are would be dangerous encounters. Uh, it even seems that uh, you're aware, Jacob, that there are snakes in here, uh, but they tend to move out of the way. Uh, and they're used to feeding on whatever the smallest kind of creatures. Yeah. Beyond that, frogs and fish seem about the biggest thing you can have, and they're still yeah. fairly small. And I guess that's too. why so, I'm anticipating a long-term stay. And I think one because of the... if 
if there were big, you know, this is too much resources to not be taken advantage of by things that can access it. Yeah, and then I think for uh, size-wise, it would be also nice to go back the way we got into here and finding more of those uh, cave fissures yeah. and killing them because Honestly. that's a much more substantial food supply. And yeah. easier to make a container out of. Yeah, more more bang for your buck, and so to speak. we probably want to drink being down here the way this way. So <laughs> yeah. I have a spell that I could have prepared during all this time that's um, helped that I can change stone shape so i can take stone and command it to make whatever shape i want it to make oh yeah so you can just magic at the walls and make a wall uh -huh. um oh wow so the the first one your pixies found so let's say this is day you're, you're talking about this plan uh are you just going to enact that like starting with day two yeah all right so uh there was one of those openings that both jacob and one of the pixies found and if we just call the the line of the 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 giant as he as he he's you know on the ground, that we'll call that east west. You know his head is toward the east and his feet are toward the west. Um, then to the south from that point is one of those large opening areas. You guys came from the southwest coming into this area, uh, but due south there's one of those areas that that air is coming up from uh, cracking the the floor down below. So I can. Um... I can take a large, shape a large rock into a weapon or a coffer. I can make a small passage through a wall, as long as the wall is less than five feet thick. So does it say if you can just like manipulate stone to like block off a thing? Does it? I can uh... do, you could also shape a stone door or its frame to seal the door shut. Um, and what I create has two hinges and a latch, but nothing finer than that. Wow, that's that's very interesting. So you go to work. So you're casting it then on this spot to try yeah, to. Yeah, I mean it it's off? a fourth level spell, so I can only cast it three a day. Yeah, or a four a day with your fifth level slot. Right. Yeah. yeah. So you cast it on this area, and uh, it drastically it uh, you know halts the air coming up through it, but it's not it's not so um, you know form shaped with the the spell's parameters. But you believe when you are done, even though it could be opened again that in its closed form and latched, that if there was like some kind of a giant subterranean spider, it could not come up through here any longer. That's good, because that was really specific. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't like the, oh, <laughs> uh, it's something, I don't know, giant spider maybe. So the other thing that I'd like to explore is the doorway, the shattered doorway. Like, can we break through that? It went somewhere. No, the point was it was a magical door. Yeah, it was I know. A portal. But don't you? But don't you think that there was probably open space on the other side of that? No, they they said that it was a wall at the end. That's part of what's broken. But you can do your stone shaping thing if you want to move that tourmaline and look through it and see if there was something behind it. I mean, maybe that, Boris is wrong. That, Who knows? Yeah, I'd like to. Inquiry. I'd like to try it unless sure. anybody objects with to me messing with that. No, I. I don't think you're not going to break it more. Yeah, it's <laughs> no, I just yeah. don't. But I don't know what I might attract, whose attention I might attract. You or, might find the on button. Um, well, uh, again, that there's nothing here is indicator to me that nothing big can access it. Okay, so I'm going to try that too. All right, so you're you're another spell slot with that one. You're down at the bottom of the stairs, and you start moving this tourmaline aside, and you believe you could fix the tourmaline, like like reshape, kind of reglazing it, not like restoring its magical qualities, but take the fissures out but you move a chunk kind of off of where that is and about a foot and a half or so thickness through this tourmaline, it is the natural stone of this area okay. that you believe that it was a stair cut down to accommodate this, this portal, okay. yeah, that there is nothing behind it but natural stone. All right, so when it comes to exploration in these next couple of days, how do we want to go about doing that? Because the one idea I have is... Very similar to some of the other things that we did. Actually, extremely similar to what we did to get ourselves into this mess in the first place. And that's having the pixies turn us into some sort of a, a creature that has the ability of, I'm thinking like a lizard or something of that effect that can that is small enough to get through cracks, but can then climb along the walls and we can get into these smaller niches and, and explore them that way. The it, thought with that is we're losing a lot of potential travel time as lizards moving instead of as well, yeah. people moving. But in order to make it through these gaps and not have to worry about keeping your footing because you just cling to walls versus having to... Yeah, if you guys want to do that, way. that's fine with me. You are aware that one of the liabilities of that was communication. Um, that unless you're, or unless you're going by yourselves anyway and just risking being alone. Um, armor class was another thing you guys talked about before. 
too. Yeah. I could so, also cast you wanna, Spider Climb. If you want to do it. Um, oh, okay. Spider I Climb is a... I cast Spider Climb on, the on are, us, but yeah. that I can't do both the stone and the Spider Climb. Wasn't there a mixture of um, fissures and just like tunnel passages that there's yeah. some we can just walk through? That's exactly right. So there was... A, so call it to the... Let me find my own thing here too. Well, let's try and exhaust those first. No, and also the we... Pixies can just cast Fly on us, can't they? Yes. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I think I just tried it backwards a moment ago. To the west side, that's actually where the, the, the head of the giant is, to the west side. Uh, so to the west side, there were three of those kinds of opening um, that all are really in the rock wall at different parts along that side of the cavern. Uh, and uh, two of them are definitely large enough, you know, for a person in full armor to go into, at least initially along that entrance. The other one's a little smaller. Yeah. All right, so I say we pick maybe one a day and... Well, uh, I was thinking more along the lines of we have like four days food apiece. We go two days if we don't find anything that could be like, you know, another staging area or signs of civilization or anything like that. We hike back and then try the next one. That's a good idea. I like so that that way, that way we're striking with a bit more distance than just kind of, you know, have you been 16 hours working on the spider thread stuff? As much as I can. Okay. Be because then it would be helpful if we could lay that. So if the if we are taking turns or passages, we could follow it back again. Uh, it was only, I think, about like 25 feet long. Oh. Um, what about, could we gather like small stones or something like that? Yeah, I think we could leave like, like a, a little Hansel and Gretel. Yeah. yeah so okay. that we know we can get back. We don't, we don't suddenly turn the wrong way. If or... nothing else, I mean... Uh... I also have the charcoal from map making supplies. I can just put in, putting marks on the wall so that yeah. we can just oh, go yeah. back that way. Okay, yeah, sure. So um, um, I think also something we should be investigating, especially you two as nature folk, um, figuring out what of ferns and mushrooms and mosses and et cetera are edible so that way we're not just purely These are burnable. <laughs> which is important <laughs> yeah. because we need yeah. to smoke the fish, but um, you know, that we're also figuring out what other food supplies we have here. Yeah. 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 So even without making a nature check on that, uh, you'd be able to tell right off Zellin that a number of these, they're, they're typical species that a number of these um, mosses are edible and, uh, you know, or you can even be sustaining with various vitamins if it's kind of chewed like it was chewing tobacco or something over periods of time. So yeah, you could definitely gather that stuff up too. And okay, it's, there's, there's, it's in plenty as well. So then we have for at least the time being a sustainable food supply, especially if you're using like plant growth and stuff to increase, you know, plant output. Yep. Here, take this and chew on it. Follow so, me for more recipes. <laughs> so Jacob, are, do you have any capacity to actually fish? Or are you going to use some kind of a, a well, net have, or a dip or yeah. what are you doing? Uh, potentially, we have, we have someone who can shape stones. So we might be able to get a hook in that way. And we have someone who just found 20 feet of very, very thin, very strong wire that we could fashion into a, yeah, a fishing, fishing rod. Line. So that'd be yes. Yeah, de definitely could. Get a stick of some description or a spare bow Actually, or a javelin. So we might not even need the uh, the hook because if, if the end of it is still sticky, if I just poke it in, we just like poke what the thing in there. Cool. <laughs> that's like a whiff. Yeah, just grab <laughs> the fish and pull it back out. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty good. So you said, Jacob, three days you guys are preparing. So let me just like roll up some numbers. I think, I think we changed that to four because we were going to take four days rations yeah, two, each and then yeah, two, two days out. out, two days back. Yeah, so... You're getting food enough then for, you know, two days from what's existent in the cave so that we're taking kind of halvesies, the rations we brought in and the um, food of the caves so that way we're not just exhausting things too quickly. Okay, good. So then in that time, uh, those two days of, you've, uh, let's see, nine fish on the first day. Okay. Um, and another five on the second day. Uh, and you've also secured a frog and actually six snakes. Nice. Nice. That, um, uh, you're, you're actually thinking that it'd be the messiest thing. It'd be so difficult to mix the bones out of it. Uh, well, I should say, roll your nature, uh, not nature, uh, survival. That's a... 21. Uh, you do know it wouldn't last long and it would be nasty tasting, but you could actually like invert this thing and then scrape it clean, you know, of all of its inner materials, tie off the bottom, uh, and use them like a water bag. Mm -hmm. Again, would not be pleasant. Yeah. But it beats the heck out of dying of dehydration. True. So you would have about, uh, you have six 
at uh, about a liter each. Okay. So, you know, for okay, a good. break, right before you're ready to go. And uh, Zelen, you have enough mosses in this. Um, you, I'd have to actually look to determine if it is the case, because I don't particularly know if ferns are edible to actually give nutrient, because some things you can eat, you Alexa, can eat any plant. Are... <laughs> yeah, are ferns edible? I, somebody looked that up. I don't know that one. But there's enough, like, you know, um, yeah. plant matter. Okay, so. Three main species of edible ferns. Yeah, in North America are ostrich fern, lady fern, and bracken fern. Okay, well, I was pictures like a like a, a lady fern when when I was like imagining it. So then, yes, especially where they sprout up, you can pull those things. So you do have enough rations for this. You yeah. fill the water. I wonder if there's any way we out. can fill that the 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 water the new water skins that we're trying to make I mean, with moss. That's to what I was act googling. As kind of a filtration system. I was googling the uh, the conversion because the. The stuff on the, on here, it all holds them in pints. And then you saying it was about a liter. Those snakes are about a little over half the size of our water skins. So yeah. they're actually they're actually pretty sizable. So that's a that's a good portion. So we essentially have you said we found six, six snakes. So we have three those. additional um, worth of water skins. We could definitely use them for non water purposes, just for mm -hmm. holding holding sacks. Yes, yeah, it's just going like a, a day out and two, then a, two days out, two days out, two days back. Yep. Uh, all right. So are you leaving any of your gear here? Because, like, you've already noted that, you know... Yeah, as, as much as I don't want to, I think I should. Because in full armor, me, a big human, is going to get stuck in passages. You know, so adding armor on top of that, I'll get really stuck. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but why leave it here? Because I have nothing else. It you'd takes... have to come back for it. Right. I mean, our idea that was that we'd go out two days. If there's another place to kind of set up, we'd set up and then go out two days from there. But then we'd have to come back to get the armor regardless. Yeah, we'd have to come back and get the rest of our supplies you anyway. You have to provision up back here anyway. You have to get more no, water we're, we're just, and we're a just lot scouting. more fish. We're, we're not taking all of our stuff. I'm not pro you not being in your armor. What does that change your uh, your fighting ability? How does that change? My fighting ability stays, stays yeah. the same. <laughs> My getting yeah. whacked ability uh, changes dramatically. His stealth increases significantly. And sure. going through narrow stuff. So, but My concern is chiefly going through narrow stuff. Uh, yeah, your call, your Boris. Yeah, I'm, I'm leaving it at base camp. Okay, Jacob? Uh, I'm fully armored up. So, okay, uh, you have bows. Yeah, I have I have my bow because like just in case you run anything, those things are are extremely portable as is. So okay. no reason not to be. I don't want to be caught with my pants down. And Zellin, I'm taking everything. Okay, gotcha. All right. Well, either the two of you I are might much... try Dragon Boris's armor. Behind. You have. <laughs> it's very the kind of armor you guys are wearing. It's very different than the kind of armor that he's wearing. It's like he's he has like. All of the kitchen I know, cookware he's trying to squeeze, strapped to his he's body. He's trying to squeeze through it. The pot, the pot, because Zelen has the pot. I yeah. do have the, pot. the pot. We've yeah. been using the pot. I won't. I won't bring the pot. I can leave the pot. Yeah, here. Leaving right. behind, you know, four days rations, armor, shield, javelins, okay. keeping hammer, keeping dagger. I get. All right. So you travel down. So um, just uh, pick one of those three that are on that side. The uh, like you know the the the, the south one, the north one, southern. or the middle one. Number three, my lord. Southern. Southern one. Okay, so traveling in that, um, you guys travel for about half the day. Uh, it becomes very narrow. We're going like mostly sideways. Um, and then you reach a point at uh, about, I guess about half through the day. Yeah, very narrow. Each, so Boris in armor with shield and backpack would get stuck. Go ahead and make dexterity checks that you can actually get through this passage without getting stuck. Ah, yes. Twelve dexterity, <laughs> nine. Like, so, Boris at a twelve, you just get through. Okay. Um. So, like, kind yeah, of so moving my backpack between my knees. Kind yeah. Of stuff. So, and you realize that as it is, the 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 two of you, both uh, Jacob and Zellen, that you would have to set down gear to get through here, or somehow pull it behind yourselves or something, but you can't get through the way that you are. Yeah. I guess, yeah, if Boris is uh, on the other side there, I'll just take off my pack, pass it through to him, and then go through without that. Um, Boris rolled again. Well, no, you, you rolled it, so that's fine. So you have to come back through because it isn't uh, just like it's one narrow spot. It's a length of narrow where you guys are really worming through a spot. It gets that narrow for a while. Yeah, I'd much rather kind of be ready in case any, you know, like a cave fisher or anything came out at us as we're crawling through then so you guys would be better off then backing back you know to where before it got narrow and then either tying your gear off to your legs or something or like pushing it in, in behind front of you, you or pushing it out in front of you okay um i'll go back and do that because 
I don't exactly have it laid out on my sheet what's in what bag, so okay. I don't want to grab one thing versus another and risk going, oh, well, I'd love to throw my dagger, but apparently my dagger was in my sock. Okay, know. you're also noting that your your bow is a problem. As narrow as it is, it's such an ungainly long thing when it comes to navigating around these things. Do you do anything different with that? Um, trying to think how else could I affix bow to myself. Magic may ever quay. Well, yeah. I mean, if the bow's a problem, is the quiver not also a problem? Um, well, but also, I, I wasn't, I wasn't fi picturing myself as being armed. I wasn't like walking, like I was using my hands in order to climb. My quiver would have, or my bow would have to be somewhere else. Okay. Well, you didn't specifically say, so I, I just assumed okay. you had it out. So you I am not trying to climb with my bow as my, uh, as my walking stick. No, I, okay. everything is put away. All right. Well, that makes it a little easier when it comes to putting stuff through. So you are able to, uh, you just go ahead and re-roll. Okay. Don't you have a magic quiver that you can stash a whole bow in? Yeah, he yeah, just, yeah, he just I, said he's okay, using yeah. it, yeah. Yeah, it's much better. 19. Yeah, so then you're able to pass right through there. Did me no favors that I rolled a four the first time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just I'm just going to right. transform into something that I can crawl through these narrow places. Okay, what are you transforming it to? I don't know, because a deer. <laughs> I haven't been able to figure that out, how to do, do a, that. How do to a spider that. and really freak wild them all shape. out. Yeah, I know it's wild shape, but I can't figure out You've how done to a spider figure before. out... Um, uh, what I intend to do is transform myself into something. So I'm trying to pick the size. Okay. Can you tell me if I need to be something tiny, small, or medium? Like, what are my choices? Uh, medium would probably be enough. Well, you, are, kind of the, you are medium. You are medium, but I like on the smaller so size of small. medium. Yeah, but okay. so is a dwarf. So I'm going to turn myself into a giant rat, and I'm going to have all my stuff transform with me. To melt so with like you? fuse into your own form. Yeah. yeah. All right, yeah, not a problem. So you... And then what I'm going to do, I'm just going to stay transformed that way, and once I'm through this narrow spot, I'm just going to run up and sit on Boris's shoulder. Okay, giant rat equals small dog. It, it... Yeah, you're kind of a big dude. Can't you carry me? He's not carrying his... <laughs> you're not carrying your armor. You have all this extra muscle power. That's... Sure, yeah, but the whole point of not carrying the armor wasn't it's heavy. It's It gets stuck. <laughs> all right, I'll walk on my own. Fine. All right, so you get through that in the narrows, and I, I think you guys have done this enough that you're not startled that uh, there's now a rat walking with you. Mm -hmm. that, you know, it's Zellin. And uh, you proceed the rest of the day. Yeah, you haven't lost any movement speed, so you know, use your own pause <laughs> and i was then, about to go it's like oh you have 20 feet moving to the all carry <laughs> uh, jacob are we assuming that in your pack of gear you brought some of those uh those dried out um shelf lichens uh to burn or is this just most definitely a cold camp uh i would say we we brought pre-prepared rations i wouldn't have brought anything for a fire because we yeah. already grabbed the, the prepared food camp, yeah. yeah okay so you find a spot just along this trek Charcoal you, for marking. You camp for the night. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jacob, you probably wake up, you know, when it's your, your watch and you're like, you know, it's probably been five or six hours, guys. Let's just go again. Um, so not your best night's sleep. You're yeah. all very uncomfortable. Uh, the rat seems to have slept fairly well. Um, <laughs> well, the rat only stayed a rat for a couple hours. <laughs> and then you proceed through the next day. And after about eight hours of traveling, you see it narrowing down to where it looks like it gets narrower and narrower. Uh, everyone go around and make um, those same uh, dexterity checks. Uh, Zellin, you don't need to if you're in rat form right now. Yeah. Um, what'd you get, Jacob? 24. Okay, and Boris? 14, I'm improving. Okay, so yeah, so you're all able to go into this, and who's up front, by the way? Probably me, because yeah, I can see the sight. Yeah, that you realize, you're thinking, you know what? You, you call back Jacob. I think we can go further in this, but I'm not sure if it's actually widening out. Uh, I think it might just continue to get narrower. I could back kind of out. tweaking on my claustrophobia and yeah. I'm, I'm just in a room. Yeah, so <laughs> it is definitely a case of where you guys, you probably make it easier on yourself. You're probably at this point lying on your backs. Uh, the stone ceiling is just about an inch above your head. Very mm -hmm. aware of a mountain resting above us. And they're pushing forward. You could push forward, Boris, and try to get to a place if it opens up wide again. Uh, do you want to go to see if it gets even narrower? No, we're already trying to maneuver. Because it's been about eight hours. It's been about a whole day's travel from where you made your camp overnight. And we can't see it opening up anywhere nearby. We'd just be shimmering, shim, shimmering, shimmying for a while. Cocoa puffs. That when, as far as you can see, Boris, probably only about like another 40 feet ahead of you. And then just the, the way that the rock moves mm -hmm. and the, the, the passage turns that you can't see past that. It looks like it stays about as narrow as it is, but you can't tell 
that it opens. Doesn't up look anywhere. like it's changing. All right, this one's a lost cause. We'll. All right, I'm gonna keep. Uh, I'm gonna start tap dancing on his head to signal I want to go that way. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you feel like um, it's a, it's the worst kind of claustrophobic when you're trying to back out of a place and can't uh, turn yourself around. So you're aware that like you you probably have scraping your chin, your cheekbone, your head, your nose on the like stone. Like glorious pecs. As you're trying to. <laughs> <laughs> if you're I'm, wearing your armor. Look past. Look yeah, past, if I was wearing my armor, we'd go thunk. Yeah, he'd be wet. <laughs> Looking past your own body to see back out. But eventually you're able to get to the point where you can you know, stick your butt up in the air, turn around uh, and crawl back out. The tote widens back out again. And uh, yeah, looking back down into where you were, it's impressive. You guys even tried to get through there. Uh, and then heading back. So using the rest of your rations on the way back, uh, you probably camp right there. Mm -hmm. And then nine hours, no encounter, camp, uh, and nine again. So roll dexes uh, to get through the narrow spot. Um, oh, they're natural 20 for a split second. 13. I have rolled three on every dice I picked well, you, up. Well, <laughs> are you, you still turning around? Rat? Uh, yeah, I can yeah. still be around. You can do that twice a day. So. Yeah. yeah. So you guys make it. The rat goes through. Uh, you knew the spot, and you were able to shimmy Shuffle through. Uh, through, and you get back out. So, And then at the end of that next day, you're back to your base camp. So this process goes on. You spend uh, a few days gathering food, harvesting food, nurturing the ground to make sure you're yeah. not just making a farm out of blindly clear-cutting it. Yeah. Uh, working to see, not taking it all from the same spot and killing everything off, but, you know, harvesting from different areas. Uh, the fish do seem to be fairly replete. And then you go out for four days out and back. You do this four more times. Ugh. And when you finally come back on that last one, it's feeling pretty terrible. And it actually starts to feel like you might never get yourselves out of this place. Thanks for listening. Help the podcast grow by getting a friend to become a listener. Like and follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at The Empire's Edge. Find extra info at mattsinkovich.com and theempiresedge.com. You can also support us by becoming a subscriber at subscribestar.com slash the-empires-edge.